grass, ganja, joint, doobie, do, chronic, ace, lobo, loco, love boat, bud, buddha, blunt, pot, pat, pin, chiba, chiba, 420, and hashish, or hash for short. It's all marijuana. This is Marijuana Media. Come in. Brought to you by The Hemp Store at 253K Road or shop online at hempstore.co.nz. Do it, man. Well, it is time for everyone's favourite segment. All right, yes it is. Everyone's favourite segment, isn't that right? Number 11 in the world, you know, you know the drill. That's right. You know the drill. Uh, Lovely to be here. It's lovely Uh, to see you, Chris. Well, thank you very much. And can I just say kia ora to uh, everyone out there who's listening. We, we, We do like the support and the feedback, and in particular, particular crew down in Welly, making a movie right now. Shout out to them. And, uh... All the other assorted supporters around the place. Taranaki. Uh huh. Got some messages from Aussie last week, so uh, I know that people are listening all around the world, so that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, we love it when you tune in and listen. Now, we've got some very interesting topics this week, haven't we? Well, yes. I'm going to, we'll start with this one. This was uh, in Psychology Today uh, this week. Is mm-hmm. cannabis psychedelic? And right. uh, it's it's a bit of an old question because it is technically classed as a psychedelic here under our kind of well, that's what I laws just, and policies and things. That's what I'd assume. Yeah, and a lot yeah. of it, you know, what they're sort of saying, well, it's based on this new, this new study that got done, but uh, what they're basically saying is, if you look at the origins of the word, mm. 1857, American writer Fitzhugh Ludlow described <laughs> his experience eating hashish in his memoir, the Hashish Eater, uh, Passages from the Life of a Pythagorean. Right. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure what that reference sure, is, but I'm maybe that's sure an the... approach to like doing whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure where the Pythagoras comes into this. He talks about this process of symbolisation, which mm. in certain Hashish states gives every tree and house, every pebble and leaf, every footprint, feature and gesture a significance beyond mere matter or form, which mm. possesses an inconceivable force of torture or of happiness. Right. So it can be go. taken either way. It can. Uh, yeah. and, and the reason that's re- relevant too is right back in this day of uh, 18... Uh, whatever the hell it was. Oh, I should really have these things right <laughs> if I'm going to say them. But this ad for uh, hashish candy uh, was uh, we're going around the internet today because it was published on this day in some ancient time. So kind of relevant. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so fast forward. The actual term itself, 1956, psychiatrist Humphrey Ormond. He came mm. up with a psychedelic uh, phenomena meaning mind manifesting. Okay. Right. So, tr- normally you would apply that to th- drugs like LSD, psilocybin, things like that. They alter yeah. perception mm. uh, and often induce hallucinations, and they're acting on the 5-HT2A transmitter site. Yeah. Re- yeah. Receptor, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and that uh, <coughs> signals serotonin, so it's influencing all that. THC, on the other hand, doesn't do that. It's influencing uh, the endocannabinoid system. Well, and yes. doing a different kind of thing, but it does affect your perception and your mood and all these sorts of things. Well, yeah, I was saying to you off air, you know, there's those moments where, you know, you've had a bit and you go, man, I'm baked. Like, I feel like I've had psychedelic experiences on I, uh, cannabis, in all honesty, so, uh, you know, I'll, I'll yeah. fess up. It, it does it for me. 5395. Uh, might be one what reason I you? like it. Um, 
<laughs> it probably is. <laughs> it's probably why most of us like it, to be honest. Um, well, that's right. You, you know, you do these things to either have a you know physical well-being, like kind of medical, yeah. or uh, you know for your mental health. And and part of that might be the exploration or getting to know yourself a bit better. Totally. Uh, which is what these things are all about, and why they're the subject. You know, with so much medicinal uh, research these days, particularly mm. the. The, uh, the LSD and, and psilocybin, including right here at Auckland University. Uh, so this new study, anyway, Murray et al. in Nature this week, if you want to look it up. So mm-hmm. they gave volunteers, uh, good old volunteers, good on, good for them, uh, they got <laughs> given some oral THC, uh, a microdose of LSD, uh, some medical methamphetamine, which I thought was interesting, Ooh. but it's how it used to be, uh, yeah. or a placebo. Um, the, the meth was included in there to give them something that would perk them up, but without actually doing a psychedelic thing. Right, so just yeah, just to sort of check whether that was an effect. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, LSD significantly increased neural complexity, suggesting it's the true psychedelic among those. Yeah. Uh, they put the EEG on their heads and had a look at it all in that. Um, and uh, THC had mixed effects. It did some, it did some others, but you know, it's just a bit different. But in the end, conclusion of the study is, and I hate to say it, it comes down to just how you define it. You know. And right. if, it, uh, if we look back to that thing of manifesting the mind, then as they point out, it would probably include things like meditation, uh, breath work, mm. getting in a float tank, yeah, uh, maybe even Pilates, uh, you know, and as yeah. we were uh, talking off air, uh, you know, things like long distance running where you get the old runners high and things like that. So, yeah, yeah, which turns out to be endocannabinoids again. It does. There you yes, go. Recently discovered. Not oh. those, uh, whatever they called it, endorphins. It's, endorphins, uh, yeah. It's the endocannabinoids. Yeah. So that's interesting. Did it vary? So it varies from person to person. Were they kind of interviewed or were they were measures taken? Yeah, they put that uh, EEG, that kind of uh, yeah. cap on their head and looked at their, right. their activity. And, interesting. Uh, and the thing with the complexity, why they're saying that's interesting as well, is that um, it links to uh, neuroplasticity and, and the rewiring of circuits in the brain, which is what can break right. addiction and things like that. Well, and yeah, it's powerful to... stuff mm. when you figure out how to recircuit parts of the brain. Exactly. And that, again, that's the you, you're so onto it. That is the final conclusion of it. Psychedelics are always going to be with us. We're going to take them seriously, yes. as they say, on yeah. both a personal and intellectual level. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that totally clocks out because, you know, when you're messing with, like, circuitry of the brain and things like that, you do have to take that in, into consideration. Mm-hmm. You know? Set and setting. Very Set important, setting. as they said it, back in the 60s. Yeah. And uh, as High Alert just posted today, which is a great uh, service to follow. Uh, oh, they're fantastic on um, Instagram. You know, Start low, go slow, yeah. get your stuff tested, yeah. uh, team up with a buddy, yeah. you know, do it in a safe place. Mm. Yeah, it's all kind of common sense. Yeah. Look after each other. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of which, <laughs> 2024, NZ Drug Trend Survey has just launched today. Uh, right. This is Massa Uni, they do it every year. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, they want to hear about, among other things, psychedelics, uh, hmm. the availability and prices of drugs around the country, people's experience with vaping, medical cannabis use, or medical use of other substances, yep. uh, what's going on in social media, dark web, that kind of thing, pharmaceuticals, services, all these sorts of issues, right, or, or, or uh, related kind of things. So they want to hear about what people's experiences are. 15,000 people did it last year. And uh, if you just Google NZ Drug Trends or look that up on Facebook or wherever else, Instagram, you'll, you'll come across it and you can do it all anonymously. And yeah. I personally have taken part in that oh, great. for years running, to be honest. I nice. think it, I think it's great to have a database of those things, you know, because they work as closer to having an open discourse 
which is where change starts you know mm, mm. yeah Absolutely. yeah no Absolutely. It, that's a good thing to take part in so yeah head to the new zealand drug trends survey right on yeah and uh, yeah, not a it. not a database of your identities or anything no 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 uh, just tracking trends and seeing what's going on out there so that oh, uh, you know you can get better things happening for example if there are gaps in the substance testing program for example that's yeah. available all around the place and you can look on the level org nz and find your, your nearest testing clinic but if you find these gaps in availability or services you know let them be known and maybe that'll uh, feed through to the policy makers yeah there's some f- fantastic resources out there the level's another one mm. 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 Right, great yeah, resource shows how far we've come that we have these things you know it's not I all know, uh, just say right? no but it's uh, helping people who say yes yeah yeah uh, speaking of saying yes uh, signing up to the US Navy, uh, <laughs> we can all do that now, maybe, because they've just revised their policy this week on testing new recruits, and they will no longer uh, drug test them before they re- they join up. Right. And uh, they're saying, you know, they, they've updated this. Uh, this was uh, Rear Admiral James Waters um, announced uh, this significant shift in policy. We now recognise that many states have legalised marijuana. Uh, but he didn't qualify that we don't do drugs in the military, so don't think you're going to keep doing it. But at least you can get in. And the point being, right. they don't want to just say goodbye to a whole lot of recruits and not let them have a chance in the first right. place, you know, which is what uh, the sort of testing and, and these sort of keeping people with records and that, you know, it takes away people's chances. Well, I mean, if you have to get tested to get in, it's legal in so many states. They'll all be mm. testing positive for cannabis, most of them. That's right, and they could be using it medically too. So, uh, you know, but it's not exactly. legal federally there. So, you know, we've got to, that's why there's still a push over there to get the federal government to. So confusing, sort isn't it? it? <laughs> Huge shift, though, really, when you think of US military and all that kind of stuff. Like yeah. That's a big deal. And so I, I looked it up because I thought, you know, what's going on here? I'm pretty sure they're still doing it here. And sure enough, yes. Massive. New Zealand Defence uh, Forces still uh, do a, pre, a pre-employment test, they call it, as part, and, a, and a full physical and that, and so do the police. But yep. uh, over the last sort of three, four years or whatever, most of the rest of the government uh, mm-hmm. no longer do pre-employment testing. It's, wow. it's really the police and the armed forces and maybe one or two other agencies, but the rest of them have all dropped it. So, uh, you know, they, okay. they came to the same conclusion. This just keeps out some of the best workers. So why would we do that? Oh, um, totally. Yeah, I mean, you're dismissing some totally brilliant people who just happen to have drugs in their system oh no yeah good stuff anyway moving on moving on you've got a very interesting personal story well i thought this was uh, might be might be of interest so uh back in the early noughties uh 2002 it was 22 years ago uh this week and i was reminded of it because uh i found this old videotape in the box in the closet kind of thing and it's like what the <laughs> hell there's this old VHS tape what is this and, VHS uh, this is a news hub so um, 22 years ago I was busted on K Road not far from the hemp store actually just standing there chatting oh, for a yeah yeah and I, I didn't even know I had anything on me and these cops were um, walking along it turns out doing a training exercise of new recruits so speaking of new recruits right these new cops were mm. walking up and down K Road searching anyone and everyone that just happened to be in front of them. Oh, no. And they were just making up the smell of weed to do it. And the sergeants that were training them were telling them to do it. It, all, it turns out, this is what we found out afterwards. Oh my gosh. And so I didn't even know I had anything on it. I had the speck in the corner of my pocket that A they found. Speck. They were so pleased to find it, arrested me straight away, oh, threw me in the paddy wagon. No. Everyone in the paddy wagon was there for weed. Four other people. Oh, what are you here for? Weed, 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 weed. Oh, great. And, <laughs> oh, God. And uh, anyway, so um, got put on trial and actually um, happened to win it. 
and and what they did wrong, Good on they you. did multiple things wrong. Good but on firstly, you. they broke the law. You can't just go around claiming to smell weed no. and, uh, and and searching people. Uh, yep. But in this instance, they had a witness, which was great. Had a great lawyer, filled the courtroom full of supporters, which is awesome. Yes. And uh, we actually had to move courtroom to a bigger one. So <laughs> too and, many uh, supporters. You know, maybe lucky with the judge too, I don't know. But we got this great ruling that said, hey, you can't actually just invoke a smell. Particularly yeah. in a public place like K Road. Could have come from anywhere. You can't no, no. just like pin that on me just because I happened to be there, even if it was true, if you know what I mean. Totally. Because uh, they, they'd say that the, the, the smell of cannabis was emanating. It was uh, emanating from me, apparently. Uh, but I mean, it was K Road. It emanates from the bloody pavement there. Yes, still to this day. <laughs> to still, this day. I can vouch for that. <laughs> <laughs> me but, too. Yeah, so that was great. And uh, and so that night, we got this great ruling. It was actually the lead on TV3, which is what this uh, tape I found. Yeah, I've and, got uh, this tape. Should we play it out? Go for it. And Carol Hirschfeld. Good evening. The police have been severely reprimanded by a judge for searching the president of a cannabis reform group and charging him with possession. The judge said it appeared that their target, Chris Farley, was minding his own business in a public street when he was stopped, and that made the way police behaved manifestly illegal. Chris Farley was searched by police on Auckland's Karanga Happy Road in June of last year and found to have 0.7 grams of cannabis on him. That's less than enough for one cannabis cigarette. At the hearing, the constable who searched him said she could smell cannabis emanating from Fowley. But in his ruling, Judge Gittos said he was not convinced that that was the reason the officers did the search. In a written judgment released today, he said there was no evidence to indicate to the police that the defendant and his companion were doing or contemplating anything illegal. What the judge has ruled today is that um, that in itself was unlawful, was unreasonable, because they had no reason to actually come up to me and approach me so they should never have been there. Fowley is the president of Normal, a cannabis reform group. Till now, anybody just doing anything, um, the police could just come up and search you and just say, oh, I can smell cannabis, and they do that all the time. During the hearing, police said routine checks are carried out in problem spots around the city, but the judge said the circumstances overall leave an uncomfortable perception of officers' engineering opportunities to conduct personal searches of persons minding their own business in a public street at random. They're actually going to have to get some real evidence, some hard facts, and it might make their job a little harder, but it's also going to restore um, a lot of people's rights and the balance of justice. A spokeswoman for the police said they take on board the judgment and respect it for what it is but police may now have to review the amount of evidence they need to justify a search. Sharon Ferguson, three years and found to have... There you go. That was so funny to see a young, young Chris Fowley. Young me. Absolutely. Yeah. If you want to check it out, I'll put it on the old Instagram and Facebook. <coughs> That's insane. So that was in 2002. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they said at the time, oh, it doesn't, it's not going to change anything. But it did come at, like, peak arrest. They were, yeah. Most you know, of the time were doing, like, 30,000 people a year for cannabis. Boy. And uh, that was, like, the turning point. And, uh, you know, I don't think it was, like, the only thing. We had the cannabis inquiry going on and this sort of thing. But that was the sort of peak arrest and... Yeah. Thankfully, and to their credit, you know, it's been on the downhill ever since. So we have a yeah. you know, much, much, much lower, about a thousand people still getting arrested every year for use or possession. I mean, that's um, still pretty crazy. It's but still pretty nuts. It's yeah. getting better. Yeah. It's getting better. And we have medical. And so uh, one of the signs of how things have got better, it's taken so long, right? 22 years. But finally, tonight, this is a great little uh, segue, tonight. Yeah, what's coming up? on down to the viaducts, down to uh, North Wharf, and there's a place called the Blue Frog, and they are hosting... 
Whakamana, the Cannabis Museum, is tonight doing a medical cannabis social club. This will be a first. Good stuff. So, uh, because, of course, if you have your medical cannabis prescription, then you are a legal cannabis consumer. And you can consume totally. your medical cannabis if you need to. So if it's like you've had a hard day after work and, and maybe your prescription is for relaxing, maybe you're in a bit of pain and your prescription's for that, you, you need to have some. Because uh, it's treated like any other medicine, you can, med- you know, you, there's no restriction on when you can take your paracetamol, for example. No, if you happen to be at the supermarket, you don't get told to go away. No. Or whatever. You just take it when you need to take it. Yeah. So it's the same with medical cannabis. So in fact, Smoke Free Environments Act, Section 2, under the interpretation of the definition of a vaping substance, it says it does not include a medical cannabis product. And that means you can vape indoors. There if you, you go. need to. If you need to. But, but even if you don't, you can come on down and show your support because it's yeah. a bloody good thing to have a safe space for people. And just like with substance testing, you know, that's the, the thing with social clubs, why they do them all over Europe. It provides a safe place for people, gets people off the street. Yep. It also get, gets you together so that you can um, learn from each other, get pick up harm reduction information mm-hmm. um, and, and you know reduce that stigma and, and therefore be more receptive to those sorts of messages. 100%. Well, that sounds like a good night. And um, I'm heading down there now. Oh, good on you. All right. right. I better let you we'll go. See you there. But thank you so much, Chris. And thank you, Hemp Store, for being amazing. And that was Marijuana Media for another week, wasn't it? Do it, there. That was Marijuana Media. Visit them at 253 K Road or shop online at hempstore.co.nz. I'm in love with my-